0: What
1: you are about to hear are accounts of real pro wrestling events. Some names, mostly ours, have been changed to protect the innocent. Welcome to Snap Judgments. what it is it's your boy justin jlb mr rcmp man himself what is good ladies and gentlemen everybody out there i hope you're isolating staying inside practicing social distancing and all that fun stuff I am here, of course, with your WWE Monday Night Raw recap. This is the April 27th edition, where the WWE has mentioned that Money in the Bank is only one week away from Sunday. Which, honestly, I don't know why you just don't say it's two weeks away. One week away from Sunday sounds so weird. Anyways, I am not going to pull an Officer Kayfabe and nitpick as he did before, I am just going to move on to the raw recap. Before I do that, though, I would like to let you know that WBU Raw and Order is brought to you by the Tatnus Code Network you can go to tatnusco.com where you can find all their great shows like Tatanus co podcast uncensored in the dice box chicken hen with snmw basement bullshit carpool shenanigans and of course us raw and order wbu and there's a bunch of new shows there as well so you can certainly check them out as uh Yeah, there's a lot to get to there, but uh, if you want to find all your great podcasts in one place, that's where you should go. So without further ado, let's get on to the WWE Raw recap for April 27th, 2020, as this is the Raw Two Raws before the Money in the Bank. It always confuses me, uh, confuses me rather, because of how they mention it. That Raw is just a week, uh, Money in the Bank is just a week away from Sunday. In reality, Money in the Bank is two weeks away on May 10th. But let's get on to the show, shall we? To start off the show, though, we are going to be doused in royalty, as it is the VIP lounge that is going to start the show. Uh, First and foremost, before we do get to the VIP lounge, though, I just want to point out that Samoa Joe is on commentary instead of Jerry Lawler. So I don't know if that had anything to do with Jerry Lawler's comments before. Um, For those of you who don't know, Jerry Lawler of course did the ramen noodle comment when talking about um akira Tazawa match like two weeks ago and he got a lot of backlash from that he actually mentioned it jerry lawler mentioned it on his podcast the jerry lawler show um and he defended his comments basically saying that you know uh it, it's something that I just said I used the analogy because I didn't know uh what to call the move he mentioned in 2016 he used that with uh, Moro uh because Moro called some kind of move the orange crush and he just started naming certain moves with various food items attached to it because of that and so on so he was defending it and it was a whole thing so I'm wondering if that's the reason why Lawler wasn't there Uh, for his defense. Maybe he got some more backlash there. I certainly wasn't pleased with how, uh, Lawler would defended it. Honestly, you could just kind of, uh, just apologize and say, listen, it probably wasn't the right wording to use. And I apologize for that, but it is what it is. So Samoa Joe is on commentary. Um, and as I mentioned, it is the VIP lounge with Mr. Him, the man himself, MVP, and his guests today are going to be the three men who are in the money in the bank match. And that of course is Ray Mysterio, Alistair Black, and Apollo Cruz. Um, MVP mentions this is the only club that is still opened. You know what? He's got a point there. It is indeed the only club that is still opened. That's also considered an essential business. So that would make sense. Um... And so he starts asking the wrestlers, you know what, 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 what makes you guys good to be part of the Money in the Bank match? He, of course, still playing his heel character, says, Ray, I already know you want to submit your legacy. He starts talking to Aleister Black. I know you want to prove yourself. And then he starts mentioning to Apollo Crews. uh, You know, he's actually going to get him to answer. But of course, then we have Angel Garza. Uh, Was well, Zelina Vega coming out with Angel Garza, Andrade, and Austin Theory? They interrupt the VIP lounge, and Zelina says that nobody wants to hear what, what Apollo Cruz has to say. Says WWE Universe can't get enough of Andrade, the lethal Athario Garza, and the fastest rising star, the future of Raw. Uh, Austin Theory. And uh, basically she mentions that they don't measure up to her trio. She says that they should give up their spot on on the money in the bank because that is going to be what is best for their brand, Monday Night Raw. Rey Mysterio takes the mic and says it's not happening, says she is crazy. Well, he says it in Spanish, uh, but also thinks they want to pick a fight and then they just start beating each other up. Essentially, they get him outside of the ring. And uh, the three Money in the Bank participants are left standing in the ring. Uh, so this is what's going to make your first match. It's going to be a six-man tag or a three-man tag, if you will, where it's going to be Rey Mysterio versus, with Aleister Black and Apollo Crews versus Angel Garza, Andrade, and Theory. Um, and so... You know, like, I don't know. The match was okay, I guess. I just found that I stopped caring after a while, and it was just a bit long. I think it was three commercial breaks uh, worth. So it was a pretty long match. Um, we do see Apollo Cruz take the win on Andrade, and this is going to be important for later on as uh andrade blames his teammates uh when he gets backstage he says that apollo can't beat him one-on-one uh because he is the united states champion apollo cruz catches the uh what uh what andrade is saying and says then put up your title and then smacks him and then so they are going to now have a match apollo cruz and adrade for later on tonight for the united states championship so i mean yeah i this should be a decent match i just don't know why they made that first match so long i felt it was long maybe it wasn't um the match was decent but it, it just felt a bit long for me of course Um, It is still Triple H's 25th anniversary, and I feel like they did a lot more on Raw than they did on SmackDown. We see a bunch of um, Triple H 25th anniversary recaps. Um, We see the, you know, first it shows uh, the Triple H and Trish Stratus bend over incident where Stephanie McMahon catches... Catches Triple H showing Trish Stratus a wrestling move, uh, and she was bent over because she was supposed to do a counter. Uh, we also sting. We also see rather Sting versus Triple H at WrestleMania as one of the highlights. And yeah, so I feel like they did more for on Raw as I mentioned than they did on SmackDown. But uh, it's still pretty cool to see these moments. It really brings me back. The second match of the night um is oscar versus Nia Jax versus shayna baszler and this match is basically just uh base showcasing what you might see at money in the bank since all these three women are in the money in the bank championship um before the match does start though oscar does a, a cool little promo she basically says in uh in japanese that you know what she doesn't fear Nia Jax and then what she did to carry Zane was wrong and that basically that she's angry and that she's gonna get revenge and she's just not afraid of Nia Jax she does mention something for two years I think she was referring to that she's beat her in NXT uh, within a two-year time period so many times kind of deal so uh, there is that now what's weird with this matchup is this match actually never really gets started we see Asuka come out then Nia Jax comes out then Shayna Baszler comes out and we see Shayna Baszler go right after Asuka so she is beating her up Nia Jax comes and beats them both up too a little uh, Shayna Baszler then takes out the ladder. however uh, the latter The ladder essentially is uh, used against her as Nia Jax throws Shayna Baszler onto the ladder. They both get get into the ring without the match starting yet and then basically she hits them both with the ladder and throws them outside the ring and then Nia Jax's music hits. So the match never actually started so it never actually happened and therefore um, it was pointless. It made Nia Jax look strong I guess. Uh, but it was very pointless segment. I don't know why you just didn't at least have a match or something. Um, very weird. But I guess they didn't want to make Shayna Baszler look bad or whatever have you. Really don't know what they're doing with Nia. I, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of Nia, after, especially after what she did with, with uh, Carrie Zane last week. Nearly almost injuring her. So, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It was very weird, very oddly done. I feel like it might have been all improv or they might have had a certain amount of time. Maybe they took too much time fighting each other uh, before the match to get started. But then again, there wouldn't have been enough time for a match anyways. I don't know. It was weird. Um, So that gets like an F or like a 0.5 out of 5. It was silly. I didn't enjoy it. Next up, we see Bobby Lashley and Lana talking. Uh, Bobby Lashley is going to have a match uh, against someone we don't know yet. So he tells Lana that uh, he wants to go out there alone and that Lana is a distraction. Lana gets offended and he's trying to, Lashley is trying to pull back his words and says, because she is so beautiful, um, and. Because she is so beautiful, he looks at her eyes, and then her legs, and then her smile, uh, and so on. And then Lana blushes and says, okay, fine. So, Lashley got out of that one, I guess. Um, and so now, next up, we're going to see Lashley face an opponent. Goes to commercial break. Um, now, when before this match started, I'm like, who is Lashley going to face? It's got to be a jumper. It's gotta be a jobber. I think that's what's gonna go on here. And oh, and behold, guys! Guess what? Guess. Come on, you can do it. Who does Bobby Lashley face? A jobber. Um, Well, you know, no offense to uh, Denzel uh, Dejanet. I don't. I don't think I pronounced that properly. Um, But basically, that match happens, and it's a squash. Uh, that's pretty good though. He did a few little moves, but nothing crazy. Still kind of pointless. Lashley wins with the spear. I'm done. That's all it's getting. Um, next up, we got Ruby Riot will be facing Live Morgan tonight. So, uh, you know, that's it. Of course, they faced last week. Ruby Riot wants revenge on Live Morgan. Uh, they these two girls go at it, and it is a. It's a decent match once again. I I enjoy both of these uh, superstars. However, we do see Live Morgan win as Live Morgan kicks out of the riot kick. The commentators made a huge, big spiel over this that no one kicks out over the riot kick. So they're definitely pushing Live Morgan here. Live Morgan wins with that rope DDT or faceplant thing. I forgot what they called it, but that's what happened there. We also do see uh, Live Morgan get interviewed. She mentions that there is so many chapters to her life and that she is still young and she's just trying to make chapters and so on and so forth. And yeah, it was nice. I think maybe she could work on her uh, promo deal a little bit, but uh, you know, she just finished wrestling, so I also get uh, the mishap of the promo too. After that, we see Triple H 25th anniversary. This is uh, number six. They're doing a top ten. I didn't mention that earlier. They are doing a top ten. And this is number six, where we see Triple H versus Mankind in King of the Ring 97. And this is, of course, where Triple H wins the King of the Ring. So pretty cool. Kind of really forgot that Triple H won the King of the Ring in 97. So uh, that was um, not news to me. I just didn't remember. So, But that was pretty cool to relive. Um, Nia Jax then gets interviewed backstage. Uh, she, uh, Charlie basically asks her, so what are your plans for Money in the Bank, Nia? um or if she can explain her actions Naya basically goes there's no one that could do anything about her actions no one at all not Shayna Baszler not Oscar and um and she basically goes on to what can anyone do about my actions and then she screams nothing so um there is that um and yeah no it was it was all right i guess like whatever um yeah So after that, we do get a Viking Raiders promo. And uh, they basically mention that Street Profits have never beaten them. Um, This time around, it's a more serious promo, though. It's not like a carpool karaoke style that they did last week with Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders. You know, Um, which I don't know what they're doing. Like either make them serious or make them a joke tag team. Uh, so, you know, whatever, I I was waiting for the Viking Raiders chant again and I didn't get it so I was disappointed, um, yeah. And we have someone coming back, ladies and gentlemen. This man has not been on TV for quite some time, I am actually gonna give a quick google on when, we did, when was the last time we actually saw this individual before I tell you who it is. So this individual has been out of action since June of 2019. So it's been roughly 8 to 10 months and this man suffered an injury at a house show. He was drafted to the Raw brand but he never showed up. And now, ladies and gentlemen, he is back, looking slimmer uh, than he did with a uh, with a shaved down head um, or a short a shorter haircut. This, ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about Jinder Mahal. So Jinder Mahal is back. He is looking slim, still fit, still good in that regard, and he is facing. And I am just so annoyed by this on why they would pick this superstar. (sighs) WWE. So he ended up facing Akira Tozawa. And the match essentially was a squash. So not only do you randomly make this guy win in NXT. Not only does this guy face ridicule against Jerry Lawler with his ramen noodle comment. Now you have to completely just squash him. Like he didn't even get a punch in or a kick in or anything. I don't think at all. It was just Jinder Mahal basically annihilating him. He wins with the Colossus. And look, I get it. Jinder Mahal's back. Cool story. Great. You're going to make the guy win. You're not going to make the guy lose when he comes back. But why against Akira Tozawa? This guy is such a phenomenal wrestler. Stop making him a jobber on the main brands it is ridiculous it is stupid i am fed up by it i just can't deal i just can't deal with it ladies and gentlemen like damn it this guy is such phenomenal talent like let him go then let him go and let him go to AEW or let him go to japan or something because this is ridiculous so after that um, we see Charlie talking to Andrade. Zelina Vega cuts in and she says no listen you've done enough and if you ever want some talk to Andrade you talk to me first you ask me the questions. So she storms off with Andrade and then we see Garza come and give Charlie a rose and asks her out. Um, they were doing something with this a week before with a little flirting and so on and so forth. So that's what happened there. I do think Charlie though, definitely, uh, said yes, way too soon. Um, you can tell she's enthused by, uh, by Garza, but, uh, you know, it was a bit quick, Charlie, a bit quick. Maybe you should have just waited. Um, I didn't catch the fifth Triple H moment, but the... Uh, fourth moment is when triple h makes fun of vince mcmahon and Shawn michaels makes fun of shane so that was pretty hilarious uh, it was a good time the, triple h just had amazing moments i'm surprised they were able to put it to 10 there was maybe some i would have switched out but still a good time anyways the next match we have andrade versus apollo cruz this match was pretty decent i enjoyed it apollo cruz definitely uh did a lot of uh things on this match and made him look good it made him look like an actual superstar his athleticism really showed on this uh matchup andrade did come with uh, a few counters and so on and so forth it really looked like uh apollo cruz was gonna win but they were do something they were doing something about the knee uh, throughout the entire match where he had uh, jolted it for a bit when he did a flip and then eventually when um, Apollo Cruz does jump off the turnbuckle, Apollo Cruz then literally injures his knee and cannot and cannot compete and therefore Andrade wins via Cruz not being able to continue. So therefore Andrade is still your United States champion. I don't know why they're doing this um because it's not like it was due to andrade messing up with the knee uh well he did take advantage of the knee there afterwards but it's not essentially his fault that apollo cruz jolted his knee out of place Uh, maybe apollo cruz is injured or something uh but it was weird so and I, I, I could only imagine they're building this up to be Apollo Cruz versus Andrade again. It's just I felt like how they did it, it wasn't, um, it, w- it pretty much wasn't, you know, um, da, 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 da. it pretty much wasn't a way for Apollo Cruz to blame Andrade. But who knows? I guess they could still maybe go that route. Um, the third one, the third, so that match is over we are supposed to get an update on apollo cruise later on uh basically the third one is february 2003 where triple h creates the evolution of course that is a monumental moment so that makes complete sense uh that they would have that there evolution was a, a pretty good stable it was to be the modern day era of the four horsemen if you will and uh and they lasted a pretty long time so i i enjoyed that definitely watch the evolution i believe it was the 24 series on the WWE network that i thought was done really well um the street profits are next with a promo they basically make fun of the viking raiders carpool karaoke and say that they gotta stop living in the past and that uh, that's what spotify is there for just get spotify and uh, they challenge the Viking Raiders to a tag team championship match as Street Profits mentioned that they're free next week and uh, that they're willing to put their t- belts on the line. So that is a match we will see next week. It will be the Street Profits versus the Viking Raiders for the Tag Team Championships. And uh, hopefully the Street Profits keep it because uh, I don't care for the Viking Raiders. It's weird. I don't care for the Viking Raiders. But at the same time, when they are in the ring, they were a pretty decent tag team. So uh, I guess my better, uh, my better favorites for that match, though, would be the Street Profits. They're just phenomenal talent um after that we do have the last match of the night technically as we get ricochet v- ricochet and alexander versus ever rise um or is it ever rise or ever rise i believe it's ever rise so ever rise this is um a tag team that we saw in nxt I haven't personally seen them on NXT, but they're apparently on NXT. And this tag team is actually near dear to my heart because this tag team um, did show up. It is a Montreal. Uh, they're actually from uh, in, they're in. They're from Quebec, and they go by the tag team here of uh, in Quebec of 3.0. And they are just a phenomenal tag team here, and they did a pretty decent job on Raw, and it's just awesome. I really love when I see, you know, indie wrestlers, especially in my hometown, you know, get to Raw and so on and so forth. I'm sure Kevin Owens was just ecstatic. It was awesome. Uh, But of course, Ricochet and Alexander do pick up the win. I definitely got to check these guys out. Um, on NXT, I honestly haven't noticed any of the uh, their NXT matches, unfortunately, but now that I know that they're actually in WWE, I really got to check that out. Uh, ever, uh, Ever Rising, Ever Rise, rather, you know what, I'm going to get their names because they deserve to be shouted out. So, um, let me get that here. Wrestling Team... So Ever Rise, which was formerly known as 3.0, this is the team. Uh, this is the team of Scott Parker and Shane Matthews. So these two guys are just absolutely phenomenal in the ring, and I am just excited once again that they are in WWE television now because they're they're a great tag team. Uh, I don't know if WWE will use them well, but they are certainly a good tag team. After that, we got the first moment of Triple H's 25th anniversary. And this, of course, is when he blew out his knee and then came back in January of 2002 looking ripped, more ripped than ever. I was kind of shocked by this because this this also featured Jericho but you can tell they kind of tried to dark everything and just focus on the knee and just do that moment very quickly. Uh, But yeah, so that was the first moment. And honestly, that was a crazy, crazy time. Of course, after that, on that SummerSlam, we saw an amazing match between Triple H and HBK. Uh, So yeah, that was definitely one of the greater Triple H moments for sure. And now we have, ladies and gentlemen, the contract signing with uh, the contract signing with Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre. So of course these two are facing off at Money in the Bank for the Universal Championship. Jerry Lawler is actually here, so Jerry Lawler is the one that's going to be doing the mediating between the two. And he comes into the ring. He introduces Seth Rollins. Drew McIntyre comes out. Uh, Drew McIntyre signs it right away and says that he's ready. Seth Rollins just keeps looking at the contract. Drew McIntyre says he should just sign it. doesn't got all day. Seth Rollins does mention to Drew, however, that he is not, it's not that he wants to take his title. It's that he has to take his title and that Drew McIntyre isn't a leader and that Seth Rollins is and he has to do it and he has to sacrifice himself for the company Drew McIntyre calls BS says that he's full of crap and that he should bring his a game and go for his head because Drew McIntyre certainly is Drew McIntyre then hits Seth Rollins head on the table and then they are about to go get at it Drew is about to go do the Claymore kick but Murphy comes in and interrupts however Murphy then gets caught with the Claymore kick And that is how we end Raw. Seth Rollins looking at Drew McIntyre as this has officially been signed. We have Drew versus Seth for the Universal Championship at Money in the Bank. And yeah, so honestly, this Raw was pretty much just to promote Money in the Bank, which is one week from Sunday um may 10th may 10th so may 10th which is essentially two weeks god darn it wwe i'm playing semantics but i find it super annoying just say may 10th um but yeah no th- this this entire raw was just showcasing for money in the bank um you know why not i get it it's cool decent decent raw to say the least my match of the night i'm gonna be the biased person in me wants to say the ricochet match just because um ever rise is a montreal tag team and i'm really excited that they're there uh but i think i'm gonna have to go with andrade and cruz Uh, excuse me uh yeah andrade and uh cruz i thought that match was pretty spot on unfortunately you know the match at the beginning i thought that match was way too long Uh, with the, with the six man tag there, definitely thought it was way too long. Thought the Lashley match was silly and stupid. Um, MVP mentioned that there was a a tag team that he was supporting now. I forgot their names, Thorne and someone. I am so sorry. I know it's a recap, but I definitely forgot their names. Um, And so that tag team seems to now be going to Raw. Those two are going to face off, though, next week um, as Ricochet and Cedric accepted the challenge. So, yeah, you know, pretty decent Raw aside from the Nia Jax thing, aside from the uh, Jinder Mahal total job fast aside from the bobbly bob bobbly lashley bobby lashley match like it was decent enough it's just there was a lot of filler so that's my only issue um i do want to also yeah no that's it it was also a little filler they definitely did better with the triple h anniversary on raw than they did on smackdown smackdown i felt was just pure improv too uh, then again this time it was just all video footage um, and they just showed better stuff like even like the WrestleMania moments of him losing everything was dope was funny um, and yeah just a lot of stuff. Um, yeah so decent raw could have been better it definitely could have been worse could have been heck of a lot of filler. I would give it a 3.6 out of 5. But because you keep on jobbing Akira Tozawa, you're going down to a 3.1. So, you're getting a 3.1 out of 5. I don't believe they have released the ratings yet, as I am technically doing this on Tuesday. Um, Let me check that out here for you. Nope, so not out yet. Um, But I did... I did do the ratings for last week on Raw because I was a little bit late. So if you want those ratings, guess what, guys? You will have to check out that uh, you will have to check out that one because guess what? We want more views and we want more listens. So go check out that Raw for that rating. Uh, we I will report the rating for this week, next week, um, or one week from today, or I guess six days since i'm technically recording this on tuesday anyways i messed up that joke so stop it um i do want to point out uh that there's a few things here jinder mahal uh did do a post interview after his match uh basically um they interviewed him and said congratulations and he's like congratulations you want to congratulate me i feel disrespected i feel disrespected by my peers by the wwe universe people thought i was gone for good i was injured i had a knee surgery Um, they felt that was it. I'm former United States champion, a former WWE champion. I haven't forgotten that. Akira Akira Tozawa hasn't forgotten that. And I strongly suggest all of you do not forget. So he feels disrespected pretty much like Sheamus. Sorry, I'm sorry, Jinder. I don't know, man. Like, I just can't get behind you. You got to stop with this gimmick it's just not good i want you to have some new tights a new style and see where it takes you because when you're like this i just really don't care you're a great wrestler but with that gimmick i don't care um and also too a little to report WrestleVotes is noting that um, he's hearing from a couple different sources that WWE is willing to grant a release to just about anyone who requests one. Basically, if a talent wants out, they can go and it will be interesting to see if anyone really does want out, especially during these uncertain times. So, quite interesting there. It was also reported by Dave Meltzer that Gerald Briscoe was released by the WWE. Now, Gerald Briscoe, of course, you know, is one of Vince McMahon's right-hand men. um, And he's been with the WWE for like 35 years, since 1984. And it was just a shock and a half to hear that... Uh, Gerald Briscoe left the company apparently this might still be rumors but I mean if Dave Meltzer is reporting it though I feel like maybe it's not he has enough credentials under his belt for me to believe uh, for essentially for me to believe that uh, it's got to be true and um yeah he's just releasing everybody uh in that regard so that's pretty much it there's gonna be uh there is also an announcement ladies and gentlemen for for you wrestling gamers out there there is an announcement for a new wwe game 2k has mentioned that they were doing an announcement on monday so yesterday or you know if it should be raw earlier today uh 2k announced that uh they would have a special announcement a lot of people were speculating that it was going to be well they already announced that there might not be and there won't be a new WWE 2 k 21 so a lot of fans were kind of wondering what was going on what's going to happen and essentially they had announced um They had announced that WWE 2K is in fact coming out with another game. It, however, won't be the WWE 2K series, but the game will actually be called wwe battlegrounds which is gonna basically be an arcade style super power style type of video game very hardcore um arcade like so it's not gonna be super realistic think of like a mortal kombat meets street fighter meets Uh, Legends of Wrestling, if you will, uh, meets Def Jam Vendetta. But, I mean, don't put too much into the Def Jam part. It's basically going to be like WWE Champions, the mobile game kind of deal. So, something like that. And, yeah, that's it, guys. So, that is your Raw Recap. We do have a special um, t-shirt contest going on as well. If you tag any of our podcast episodes... Uh, onto your Twitter feed, you tag it and you hashtag raw in order WBU. You have the eligibility to get a raw in order t shirt as well as um, a t shirt from Wrestling Tees. Um, and we strongly support, we strongly recommend rather you support the wrestlers that have been released. We will give you up to $30 worth, so it will certainly be worth your while to do that. And you'll be able to also wear your favorite wrestling podcasts, um, your favorite wrestling podcast raw and order wbu maybe it's not your favorite okay maybe your second maybe your third maybe your fifth either way your wrestling podcast that you are listening to right now and hashtag raw and order wbu link to one of our episodes whether it be a snap judgment a wbu the wrestling crimes whatever have you just one of the episodes then you ladies and gentlemen Will be uh, put into a draw to see who gets the Raw and Order t shirt as well as $30. 30 dollars t-shirt worth from wrestling tees which once again we strongly recommend you choose someone who has been released or an indie wrestler who currently isn't working and that is it that is all that is my spiel so after you finish listening to this go on twitter find a link to one of our podcasts link it onto your tweet and uh yeah and then let us know put that hashtag raw and order wrestling raw and order rather wbu raw hashtag raw and order wbu and then you are good to go you're in the contest we will do a draw at the end of the week to see who the special winner is going to be and that is it i have talked for way too long Raw was decent. Raw definitely just showcased a bunch of money in the bank stuff two weeks from now. I am not saying a week from Sunday because that sounds weird. And that is it. That is all. I'm your boy, Justin JLB. You can find me at JLB420 on Twitter. Follow the brand Real Talk Radio. You can find that at Real Talk Radio 8. And, of course, you can find me on anchor.fm slash RTR, where all my socials are there, all my podcast stuff is there. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, wherever you want to find me, you can find me there. Thank you, and that is it. Until the AEW on the NXT recap, ciao for now.